21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. My name is Emily O'Brien. I am the founder and CEO of Earth Angel. Earth Angel is a sustainable production agency. Working with feature films and television series to help them track their carbon footprint and reduce their environmental impact. We work in the very niche intersection of sustainability and the creative sectors. I have personally been doing this work since 2011. It all started for me when I graduated from New York University's Tisch School of the Arts. I studied film and television, and I wanted to help create socially and environmentally conscious content. I thought I would become a documentary filmmaker. Um, that was sort of why I went to film school. Shortly after graduating, I realized that the actual process of producing this content is extremely wasteful. You know, we construct all of these big film sets and then we tear them down and throw them into a dumpster. Um, we run diesel generators all day to power these sets. Um, we feed hundreds and hundreds of people, and so much of that food gets thrown out every day. Um, just, you know, wastefulness upon wastefulness about working in this sort of circus-like industry. Um, and I just really thought to myself, I don't want to be part of this problem. You know, this is, this is not how I want to work. And so I started to do my research. I realized that there were some resources that existed. Um, one the, of the main ones being the Green Production Guide. And this was sort of like a best practices list to help filmmakers um, be more sustainable in their day-to-day -day practices, whether that's opting for more energy efficient lighting or um, you know, implementing composting and recycling initiatives on set, um, choosing more sustainable, uh, sustainably sourced products, things like that. And uh, I, I basically approached a producer and um, I convinced him to hire me on my very first film set in the summer of 2011 to green his production. Um, and I was brand new at this and it was really a trial and error experience. You know, I started to start with the low hanging fruit. We eliminated single use plastic water bottles. We, um, you know, uh, started to integrate recycling and composting programs. Um, you know, we tried to switch to rechargeable batteries, like little things like that. And basically out of my experience working on this film production, more productions started calling me. They said, Hey, I heard what you did on this set. Can you come do it on my set? Um, and so I freelanced as a, you know, sustainability coordinator on, on productions for several years. And then I um, worked on the amazing Spider-Man two in 2013 and the amazing Spider-Man two got a lot of press 
for being Sony's most eco-friendly blockbuster in their history. And that was kind of when um, the wheels started turning for me and I started to think about, well, maybe there's a business model here. Maybe, you know, instead of having, um, Earth Angel was my nickname, by the way, that I got when I was working on film sets. That's where the name originated. Um, people called me a lot of other not nice things on film sets, but that Why? was the nice thing. Why? Because I was helping them um, change their habits. And a lot of people don't like changing their habits. So, <laughs> um, you know, I got called some not nice things, of course, along the way, but Earth Angel was um, was what stuck. It's what people called me on the walkie talkie. And it was, you know, very, you know, prevalently heard. So when I was trying to figure out, you know, how do I scale this from, from taking it from being, you know, just one earth angel on one film set, but many earth angels on many film sets, um, I decided to create the company and, and, and call it earth angel. So that, uh, started in, in 2013 for me, but it was really challenging because there wasn't really a market demand for this service yet. It was still very um, one-off productions here and there, early adopter producers who were willing to kind of take a risk and, and implement green initiatives on their sets. Um, so I still kind of solopreneured for the first couple of years, um, just trying to educate and get, you know, raise the demand for the service. Uh, but 2015 is when I hired my first employee. We started juggling multiple projects at a time and it's been slowly building and growing ever since then. Um, and now we have, uh, 15 employees. Um, we have, uh, we're based in four key markets in North America, um, New York, Los Angeles, Atlanta, and Toronto. Um, so we have, seen enormous growth um, and more and more of the industry is understanding the value of running their operations more sustainably. Um, crew members appreciate it. It helps the bottom line. Um, and so we've seen a lot of really good success with that. Regarding yourself, did you have your own personal growth as well? Absolutely. I mean, I think personally, as an entrepreneur, um, a lot of it was kind of overcoming my imposter syndrome. You know, I started this company when I was 24. Um, so I was very young and, you know, a female in the film industry. And there's still a lot of challenges and, and a boys club mentality with a lot of productions that you work on. Trying to overcome that doubt on, you know, being told no so many times, um, but believing that like there is something here, this is worthwhile. People will consider this to be valuable. You know, our planet, it only has a finite amount of resources. Every industry has to figure out how they're going to produce their product or provide their service sustainably, or you're not gonna have a business. Like that's just the, you know, the reality 
of, uh, you know, living now in, in the 21st century and, um, you know, trying to operate, uh, navigate this, these shifts in our economy. For you being a woman uh, in, in that particular boys club, what kind of uh, personality traits uh, do you think you need to have as an entrepreneur? And other women that will uh, go uh, in the same direction, having their own companies and, and working on a boys club platform. I, I think as, as a woman working in a boys club, uh, atmosphere, you certainly need a, a level of thick skin um, and perseverance, you know, uh -huh. it, knowing that uh, you're not going to win them all and that's okay. Um, and also there are some clients that are not worth working with either. I think that was a big lesson um, that, yeah, it's, it's okay to say no sometimes, which I know as an entrepreneur is a really hard thing, right? Like you have business um you never want to turn away business um but there are those troublesome clients that are they're more trouble than they're worth at, at the end uh -huh. of the day too so that was a big lesson that i had to learn and um you know the the culture is has shifted and is shifting a lot in our industry uh -huh. um you know obviously we saw the me too movement um uh really shake things up and not to say that it's perfect and better there's still a long ways to go but um there's a real reckoning now with the way um the power dynamic in our industry mm -hmm. and it has a history for being a very exploitative industry exploitative of mm -hmm. labor exploitative of resources um lots of different elements that I think it's, it's having a really deep reckoning with um, in these past few years. So I'm optimistic that those shifts are pointing us in a, in a stronger, more sustainable direction, ultimately. How do you cope with negative energies? Uh, do you have any daily routine, uh, specific mindset, meditate or? Yeah, good question. Yeah, I have, my yoga practice is really important to me um, when it comes to coping with negativity. Um, the other thing that I think is really important is like finding that tribe and that community of support as well. Um, I'm really grateful and blessed to have such an incredible team. I don't do this work by myself. I do it with the support and, um, you know, sweat of a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, having that collaborative team environment um, is really important to me. And, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it, it makes all the difference when it comes to tackling the negativity. Let's go into that direction regarding the business model topic and how to scale this. So you have collaborative uh, team. Do you have any constraints regarding leverage potential? So there are 15 of you guys and you're on four markets. 
so if you have any you know internal organizational culture that you want to share with uh, with audience any uh, learning processes transformation processes and Absolutely. Yeah. In terms of our internal organizational culture, you know, we established core values really early on as a company, um, which have really helped guide us. So some of which are um, transparency is the key to accountability. Um, criticism equals opportunity, you know, really about showing like humility and growth. There's always ways that we can learn and grow from each other. Like not, we never stop learning. Um, people and planet above profit you know that's and that's a, a a controversial one for a business to have as its core value but it's a really important core value to me because um we have to walk the walk of of what we're doing and um so those things are really important you know other aspects that we try to do are like team building activities once a month what whether that's like having a guest speaker come in and talk to the whole team about a certain topic like for May, we had um, Mental Health Awareness Month and, you know, mindfulness exercises and, and, and whatnot that we put forth. Or um, now for November being Indigenous Peoples Month, we're going to have um, someone come in and, and talk about creative decolonization and, and um, you know, lots of, you know, creative ways that we can uh learn and grow and um and work together as a team and sometimes we just do fun stuff together too like that's important you know we just will anytime we we wrap one of our productions we do a wrap dinner celebration and we take the whole team out and um you know celebrate our achievements too so um all of those things i think are really important to cultivating a strong company culture <laughs> In my opinion, um, if many businesses just behaved responsibly, conducted business in a way that did not exploit natural resources, that did not um, participate in a linear economy, a take, make, dispose economy, um, we wouldn't need a lot of the nonprofits that we have. Um, so I think that we have to stop perpetuating this dichotomy of you can only make money or you can only do good. Doing good work is valuable work and people deserve to be compensated for the value of their skills and their knowledge and, and the work that they're doing, right? So I think that the key really is to, is to start to shift into how are businesses going to, you know, approach the triple bottom line philosophy right so not just the traditional bottom line of profit but also looking at people and looking at planet um and those are the businesses that are going to sustain themselves in the decades to come um and if businesses can't figure out how to do that i think no amount of donating to nonprofits is is going to um undo those wrongs i think that you know those business models are not going to be effective business models mm -hmm. in decades to come do you feel alone is there a movement going on um there is a movement um you know obviously there's a huge movement 
for climate action. Uh, as you see with the youth climate movement and, and, you know, lots of people speaking out against this. But it's also, there's a growing movement within my sector, within uh, film and television and, and the production industry. Um, there's a lot of people working on this issue now. Before, there, there weren't that many, but there's more and more every day and, and regional groups that are cropping up that are trying to address this. Um, so yeah, I think I'm really focused on trying to like unify and collaborate more with, with a lot of these groups. And I think a lot of us are, you know, in, in that same mindset as well. Where is Emily in five years? In five years, my hope is that Earth Angel is blossoming and, and thriving. Mm -hmm. that we have uh, the ability to get all of our projects to net zero. Um, net zero carbon emissions, that um, we can deploy technology and, and we can continue to improve our services so well that there's, you know, a little to no impact on the environment to, to produce content. Um, I'm hoping it's something that audiences start to pay attention to as well. Uh, so in the same way audiences are, um, or consumers rather, are asking for more sustainable fashion, clothing items, sustainable food, um, you know, home goods, etc. Like people are becoming more conscious consumers. Um, I hope audiences uh, start to, to pay attention to this too and support projects that are produced sustainably with high inclusivity standards, you know, all, all of those things that there's ethical movie making and movie watching in the same way there's ethical fashion and other consumption as well. Your sweetest dream and worst nightmare regarding all those topics. Oh my, that's quite a question. Okay, sweetest dream. I guess my sweetest dream is that we as a society are able to come together and stop the global temperatures from rising above 1.5 degrees Celsius in time so that, you know, people, we don't lose lives due to more natural climate disasters. We're not losing species and biodiversity. Like that, that to me is the sweetest dream that we, we come together and we tackle this crisis and we treat it like the crisis it is and reimagine a global thriving, sustainable community together. Um, and I think the worst nightmare is the reverse of that, that, you know, we don't do it in time and lives are lost unnecessarily. And, um, you know, that, that to me would be, would be the biggest nightmare. If you are someone who works in or knows people who work in entertainment, film, television, um, advertising, uh, live event production, uh, definitely check out our website, earthangelsets.com, that's sets, plural. Um, and we are on social media at Earth Angel Sets. Again, that's plural, S-E-T-S. 
Um, so that's one big call to action I would encourage folks to take. Um, if you do also want to get more involved in um, the climate movement and uh, different sustainable business practices, there's lots of good resources out there. Um, in the U.S., there's the U.S. Green Business Council. Um, you know, you can follow other climate activist groups like Sunrise Movement, Extinction Rebellion. Um, there's another great group in our industry called Young Entertainment Activists, which I'm on the board of. Um, and highly recommend you check that out. They have some really great content programming, et cetera. Um, so yeah, and I would say just, just encourage everyone to think about what they're doing, not only in your personal life that you can maybe adjust to, to be more sustainable, more eco-friendly, but also how can you, um, how can you take your neck of the woods, your little corner of the world and elevate the conversation around sustainability and climate action, whether that's something in your neighborhood, your you know community, or it's something in your business and in your industry. Um, sometimes that's all it takes is one person. And then you'll see how many more people appreciate that this conversation is, is being had and some of the, 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 you know, small changes you can make, um, to help improve, uh, sustainability in, in your community. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.